Blog Talk Radio. In a world where everyone is a social media guru, there is one lodestone, one brightest point in the sky, one true north. Uh, we have no idea where that is, but we've been here every Tuesday since August 2008, bringing you the absolute best and brightest guests from the world of social media and internet marketing. Welcome to Social Media Edge Radio. And now it's time to get this show on the commode. Here's your host, Ken Cook, and co-host Mike Mueller. And that's when the batteries went dead. <laughs> oh, hello, everyone. Welcome to Social Media Edge Radio. I'm not Mike Mueller, but say hello to Mike and Mueller. And I'm not Ken Cook. <laughs> And uh, we always have the ubiquitous sip in the morning, uh, just to let you know that we're here. Although it's not you even morning that. anymore. I, do I was going to say, you do that so much better than I do. <laughs> it's just pre- it's because of the ability that I have to dribble all over myself. Uh, it's just, just the way I roll. Hello, no. man. Exactly. Uh, welcome to Social Media Edge Radio. It's the show where we gab a little bit, or a lot. Uh, and we get around to some important points, too. We've had some great guests over the year. We've been on since August of 2008. That makes this our ninth season. This is the 13th episode of the ninth season. We're on every, almost every Tuesday uh, at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, live. And you can get over in the chat room and uh, chat directly with Mike and I and the other guests uh, and just generally have a good time. But what do we talk about, Mike Mueller? Ooh, it's my turn. We talk about things. We talk about, well, we always talk about things. We're always talking about things. (laughs) But things that make your business life, um, uh uh-oh, your business life uh, better. Or uh, it could be better, less worse, let's say. Less Uh, worse, yes. And that's pretty much everything. Everything that has to do with your online business, and sometimes we talk a little bit about offline stuff, but uh, mostly it's social media oriented and social networks, all included. Uh, and then there's also your website. We talk a lot about your website because that's home base. We do, and that should be home base. And of course, that guy talking is also known as Mike. Mueller. A little slow on the button there, but we got the point. <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, we talk a lot about WordPress. We talk a lot about Facebook. We don't talk a lot about LinkedIn or Instagram, but uh, we do talk about those things. So if you ever have a question, you can always uh, get either Mike or I on Twitter or Facebook. I'm at the Ken Cook. He's at Mike Mueller. I'm Ken Cook Jr. on Facebook, and uh, he's just Mike Mueller, the web guy. Uh, yeah, so what's uh, what's going on here in the big... Well, you know what? First, I jumped right past that. We've got to do our new special segment uh, that we do at the beginning of each show. i got a kind of a, a fun one this week, Mike. I don't know if you saw that in the uh, show notes or not, but it's kind of an unusual... Mm-hmm. I did. Now, I don't know how to do this on a Mac. You're going to have to figure that out yourself. But any other mm-hmm. device that you can connect to a... a a command prompt that's connected to the internet that has the correct commands in it. So on Linux or Windows, um, uh, I use the command line tool and uh, use it for a lot of different things. 
But here's one I use fairly frequently, especially when I take on a new client. Because one of the first things I want to know, Mike, is if I'm moving your website around, if I'm taking you from one server to another, how's that going to affect mm-hmm. your email? You ever done that, Mike? You moved a client, and all of a sudden they said, my email quit working. Uh, yeah. Yeah, happens. Pretty easy way to find out mm-hmm. if there is a different mail server. If you're, uh, for example, I'm going to give the example of today. I'm moving a client's website from Rackspace to Bluehost, right? So I needed to find okay. out where's their email hosted because I don't want to destroy their email when I change the DNS. Well, it turns out it's hosted at Outlook. So we're cool. I don't have to do anything else except for when I update the DNS, the domain name server for their domain. I only need to mm-hmm. change the www record and the aliases, of course, that go along with that. So I don't have to change right. the, um, the, the mail server. Have you ever changed the primary DNS and somebody's email went away? Of course. We've all done it. I've done it many times. Uh, this will help you out. Mm-hmm. So what you do is you open up a command line tool. Um, can be, you can even be connected through a shell account uh, using Putty, for example, or you can use the Windows command tool. Uh, Linux, it's just right there in front of you. It pops in your face. It's the shell window. Just open up that terminal window and right. you're good to go. If you're connected to the Internet, you just type NSLOOKUP, and that's the tool of the day. NSLOOKUP, name server lookup. And there's a, a lot of different things that you can do inside of there. NSLOOKUP will tell you uh, it'll resolve to the host name uh, through the DNS and uh, give you some other information. But it won't give you the mail exchange server, which is what we're specifically looking for in this. So all you do is first you type NSLOOKUP, you hit enter. Then you type in set space type equals MX. Uh, I'm sorry, before you do that, you type the domain name. (laughs) Uh, And then you type set space type equals MX, hit enter, and that will give you the the mail exchange server. Sorry, my mind went blank there for a second. The mail exchange server (laughs) for the domain that you're looking up. And that's my tool of the day. And there are many others, too. If you just Google NS lookup commands, you'll see tons of them. Uh, of course, it's a hacker's dream come true because that's how you find out a lot of information about your target. Um, but, yeah, mm-hmm. to find your MX server, your mail exchange server, and you'd be surprised how many people don't know where their mail is hosted. I don't know. Well, and, I, and so when I'm building a site and they've got a, they've got a domain name and they're using that domain name email, I ask. That's one of the first things I do is I ask because I don't want them changing just the domain name server's on their own, and then it goes away. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, on a Mac, um, you it's actually under Applications, and it's called Utilities, and that gets okay. you to uh, the command line, uh, which is actually called uh, Terminal in a Mac. Well, there we so, go. Same, same thing, thing on Linux, which makes Different sense. words. Yep. Yeah. My tool today. Um, we've talked before about, and we ranted and raved, and we just absolutely love Canva.com um, mm-hmm. for images and for creating images. And, and really, that's what it is. It's for creating images and, and doing things like that um, for social media and what have you. And it's absolutely wonderful. But I'm going to give you an alternative. 
because Canva wasn't working for me for a particular thing that I wanted to do. And it's it was before Canva existed. I've been using this, and it's called PicMonkey. It's mm-hmm. P-I-C-M-O-N-K-E-Y dot com, and works great. Uh, you can you can build images. You can you can do all that kind of stuff. But PicMonkey, in in particular, it's getting a little bit more like Canva, in that it has templates. So if you're looking for a social media post or something like that that you're creating and you want that image. Um, they've got that kind of thing. But at the same time, they used to be a whole lot more, I'm going to say, filter-heavy. And it's built on Flash, so you got to have Flash enabled and that kind of thing. But um, you can upload your picture. And you know what? I wanted to put a mustache on this guy's face and a little you know, party hat or what have you. And if you don't have Photoshop, that can be kind of hard to do. And that's where it's really hard Let's say maybe on Canva it's hard to find that right thing, but you can certainly do it on PicMonkey. And PicMonkey has all those filters that just bing. You can do anything you want like that. I haven't used PicMonkey in a while, but I have used it before, and I've used it to take snapshots uh, of me doing something, demonstrating something or something like that, uh, and then uh, running it through some filters. Now, the last time I went, maybe, I don't know, two years ago, uh, there were mm-hmm. a lot of things that you could use for free, and then they had some pay things. Yep. And if you if you didn't want to pay for it, you could still use it, but they would put a little PicMonkey logo on this photo. Is that still how they operate? No, the tool is not even available as far as ah. that goes. For most okay. of them, I'm going to say. Pretty much most of them. Um, they're just not available. They may have changed that. I'm not sure. But, um, yeah, yeah, as far as that goes. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I was, I was drawing a blank. It used to be called something different before PicMonkey, and I don't remember what it was called. Yeah, I don't I don't either. They changed it to PicMonkey after I started using it, but that was probably six or seven years ago that they changed names. Mm-hmm. Um, so we shouldn't even be required to remember things back that far, Mike. Okay, very good tool. PicMonkey, <laughs> P-I-C monkey, not P-I-C-K monkey. So it's PicMonkey, uh, like picture, P-I-C. M O N K E Y. Of course, you were if you were in the chat room, you'd know that already. Uh, kind of some weird things going on in the news this week. So let's uh, oh let's do it professionally because this is big news. This is important information that I think everyone needs to know. Uh, funny, funny. Uh, so yeah, uh, if your spam box has been filled up for many years, uh, if someone has stolen your passwords, or if you've seen a lot of uh, .ru uh, sites trying to hammer the mm-hmm. password and username on your WordPress sites called brute force attempts. Uh, you may be getting a little bit of relief, Mike. Aren't you excited about that? I'm always excited about less spam and less hacking attempts. <laughs> so am I. Now, the last time this happened was about five or six years ago uh, when some uh, – Hackers were rounded up in Romania and France, and we haven't seen nearly as much uh, activity out of France and Romania since then. Uh, this time it happens mm-hmm. to be Peter Levashov. Now, he is a Russian dude that has run one of the largest botnets in history. If you don't know what a botnet is, you've probably been complicit in helping one run. 
when your computer gets hacked, when you open up that email that has an exploit in it, a lot of times they'll just put a little small file on your computer that turns your computer into a botnet server. So anytime your computer is turned on, you're actually helping uh, the, the cyber criminals. That's why it's really important to run regular scans, not download anything that you don't know what is. Don't open up a doc attachment in an email. I mean, we could go through the entire list. Mike, I think that would probably take us two weeks to read through. Um, but, uh, yeah, old Peter, spelled P-Y-O-T-R, because he's a Ruski, uh, ran a botnet called Kelehos. And that botnet took up hundreds of thousands of computers around the world, and it was just constantly sending spam and constantly hammering websites with that brute force hack attempt uh, if you don't know what that is, it's where they just randomly guess at username and passwords. Now, WordPress, uh, most people have admin as their admin username, which I highly recommend you move away from. In fact, if that's you and you're listening right now, go create a new admin, delete that admin account, and assign all of your content to your new admin and get that uh, admin username out of there. So what they do is they just keep using the username admin over and over again. If you have some kind of a protection installed like WordFence or uh, security installed on your um, WordPress installation, you may be getting notices that there were failed login attempts with username admin from some computer in anywhere in the world. Well, that's generally a botnet. There's not some kid uh, with pimples and uh, a Pepsi or a Mountain Dew and uh, a bag full of pixie sticks <laughs> sitting there randomly typing in usernames and passwords on your WordPress. Uh, but yeah, it seems like Peter, uh, you, Russia does not have an extradition uh, policy with the United States. Big shocker there, right? Uh, but uh, he took the opportunity to do some spring break traveling with his family from Russia to Spain, <laughs> which does have an extradition uh, agreement with the United States. So good old Peter is uh, either in the U.S. or on his way to the U.S. right now uh, because it is a very serious crime. It costs the, the planet billions of dollars every year. Uh, it may seem harmless to some people, and I had that argument with a uh, former colleague who believed that spam was just a wonderful thing uh, because he had at one point in life been a spammer. Uh, that was about the time I quit trusting him. Um, yeah, I'm looking for it to be down. You're going to monitor your, uh, your logs, Mike, and see if that changes any. Um, I, I will now start looking. I just looked over in my Gmail and Gmail does a pretty good job of keeping spam away as far as that goes. Uh, and I do, I used to clean out the spam folder, just delete everything on a regular basis and keep it down to inbox zero for spam. And I, why am I doing that? Um, <laughs> after 30 days, it goes away. Yes, it does. And I run generally, I'm going to say, right about a thousand on um, the things that are identified as spam, and not all of it is. It, there mm -hmm. are some absolutely perfect, legitimate emails that come through, and so you know, yeah. But right now, today, I'm up to 1,400 right now. Ah, uh, so you got. So I'll keep an eye on that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's take a little short break, and when we get back, we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to have a Pepsi and take a flight on United Airlines. Hey, this is Mike Mueller, and in case you didn't know, 
When I'm not co-hosting the show, I'm busy building websites for small businesses just like yours. But you know what? I do it a little differently than most web developers. First of all, I don't farm anything out. And secondly, I build what you want, not what I think you should have. And I don't just build a website. I don't just throw a template at it and call it a day. I ask you some very specific questions about your business and the goals of the website, and then I build a unique system that fits your needs. And that's something no other web developer does. Check out areweconnected.com forward slash smedge for more details and a special bonus just for you, our listeners. Frustrated with your website? Can't get it to look right or work right? Think it's too expensive to hire a real development company to quickly turn things around? Think again. For as little as $35, Ken Cook will investigate and often correct issues with your website. With over 20 years of web coding experience, he'll quickly identify your challenges and help keep the costs and time to a minimum. Many jobs can be completed the same day. Regardless of where your site is hosted, what platform it's developed on, or what framework is used, contact Ken today at thekencook.com. And instead of working for your website, make it work for you. Hello, man. Yeah, welcome back. Hey, listen, uh, I'm not really going to have a Pepsi because I don't drink uh, soft drinks. But something happened, and it got kind of popular, Mike. I don't know how many tweets there were about that silly mm-hmm. commercial. Now, did you see the commercial? The Pepsi commercial, I saw it, yep. Yeah. I just, when I watched it, I was like, mm, uh, okay. I mean, it's a commercial for Pete's sake. It's not yeah. a global um, um, whatever, situational awareness campaign. It's a commercial. But folks didn't see it that way, did they? Well, I'm going to say, you know, the Internet loves to get its feathers all ruffled up and, and <laughs> likes no. to kind of go after people, let's say, or go after companies in this particular case. Yeah, and uh, so if you didn't see it, go watch it. I'm not going to review it. Uh, it was that I don't care anything about Kendall Jenner. Actually, don't, you know, those, my favorite things about Hollywood is TMZ because they spend the whole entire time making fun of those people. So that's, uh, I I say this to my wife all the time, everything I know about Hollywood, I learned on TMZ. Um, But yeah, it was, you know, it was a commercial and Twitter and Facebook and all the other social uh, platforms just exploded overnight. And there were literally millions and millions and millions of uh, tweets and posts about it. And what did Pepsi do the next day, mm-hmm. Mike? They took that ad They pulled down. it. They pulled <laughs> it. Now, let's talk very, very shortly. The, I don't know how much they spent creating that ad, but I'm sure that Miss Jenner isn't cheap. Uh, and yeah. it looked like they had involved many, many actors and actresses in this. It was filmed mm-hmm. at multiple sites. Um, it looked mm-hmm. like it was filmed over a series of days. So I'm guessing, I don't know, what, 80 to $100 million maybe that they had planned for this campaign? Probably. Do you think they did the right thing? Yeah. Do you think that pulling it was the right um, thing to do? You know, I'm going to say yes, only because if they didn't pull it, well, the backlash would have subsided and, and gone away. But 
realistically. Um, they, yeah, they caved, but I think it was a strategic thing. They're going to come back. It's not like they're going to go out of business because they put up a, a commercial that people didn't like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, I kind of like stirring things up. As anyone that's ever looked at my Facebook <laughs> stream is fully aware, mm-hmm. I I probably would have left it up for a few days uh, just to see what direction it went. From that point, of course, I understand they got a they got stockholders. You know, they got a board of directors. So. Protecting their bottom line is really what they're all about, and protecting the stock value more than anything else is very important to them. So, uh, yeah, kind of important uh, to watch that. But just, just had I been the owner of the company and had that uh, that power, I think I would have left it up at least just for a few days to to see what what happened. Sounds like me, doesn't it, Mike? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, and we, you know, and and to that. There could have been a, you know, a ground swelling of people saying, hey, you know, lighten up. I mean, that's just a commercial. And it really, they're not really trying to go after, you know, the, the whole thing people arguing about was the Black Lives Matter. And you're, you're, you know, you're kind of skating off of that image. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. there could have been a, a, a ground swell of support for Pepsi. You never know. You never know. And we never will now. Uh, been to the airport lately, Mike? I try not to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. same here. But uh, the next time you go, you might hear this. This is the police. Come out with your hands above your head. We have the place surrounded. Uh, <laughs> if you're flying on a United flight that is booked to capacity and United needs to get some crew members to another location where your plane is going, they might offer you money to get off of that airplane, Mike, more than you paid for your ticket even. They, they may have offered uh, – you may have paid four or $500 for the ticket. They may offer you 800 to get off. Would you get off? It depends on, um, on what I'm doing. And, and you know, for instance, um, I used to travel a whole lot and go to, like, RE bar camps and, you know, different conferences around the country. Um and I'd fly out the day, you know, right the day before or what have you, so that I, you know, got there. Um, but that's not really most people, I'm going to say, don't have the the freedom um, to take another flight the next day or a couple of hours later or what have you. And yeah, so exactly. depending on, on what it was, you know, if I'm just, I just need to get home, okay, that's a different thing. But if I need to get home to be at an appointment, or be somewhere I've got to be, I'm going to miss that conference if I'm flying out the next day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So United did that, and they didn't have any takers. So they said, okay, well, we'll just quickly create a little computer program that will randomly select four seats, and we will remove those people involuntarily from the aircraft. And hilarity ensued. Way to go, United. You've done it again. Uh, yeah, it seems that one of the people that they randomly selected was a doctor that was flying out to do surgery or consultation or something like that for some patients. He didn't want to go. Mm-hmm. So they sent in the airport thugs. Those were not police officers, by the way. They eh, Technically, they are not, but they do have uh, authority at the airport to act like police officers. They can arrest you. Uh, dragged him off the plane. 
busted up his face a little bit from what I understand. So I'm thinking United probably got away easy on the guitar. I'm thinking that this time it's going to cost them a lot. It sure has cost them a lot socially. Uh, have you seen any reaction from United that looked like it was going to help in any way, Mike? No. Um, no. I saw, and and I'm going to call, you know, United should be, um, they should bring on Amy from uh, Amy's Baking Company <laughs> just, to, just to help handle this <sighs> because I think they're going to do, she's going to do better. They, all I've seen is just corporate, you know, BS, you know, as far as that goes, just as, as plain generic as I've, I could possibly see and nothing really heartfelt or, Hey, you know, we're, we're deeply sorry. This really shouldn't have happened. I mean, have an opinion guys. They got no opinion. Yeah, uh, you know, I have an opinion. I think that they could have put their four crew members on a, uh, a Lear or a, a Gulf Stream and done the same thing and uh, solved the entire issue. Uh, but enough about that. We'll keep our eye on United. But I think this is for a long, long haul here. This won't be like the guitars. Uh, very quickly, kind of interesting, Facebook is having a community summit uh, June 22nd and 23rd up in Chicago. And this will be the first mm-hmm. summit of communities. And I think it's a great idea. I think my first thought was that Zuckerberg, the Zuck, has grown up a little bit. He's matured some. He's actually going to listen to people other than himself and his little close bubble circle. And uh, that's always a sign of maturity. So kind of looking forward yep. to that. If you want to read more about it, I'm not going to get into it a whole lot. Uh, it is Facebook Community Summit dot splash that dot com and if you're a uh, admin of a community uh, on facebook you can apply to attend that now, i don't think he's going to fly you up there and put you up but i think you can get in if you get accepted uh what's this thing you wait, do you have any comments about that before we move on um i hope they listen that's it's really you know as far as that goes i think i think communities uh groups facebook groups are absolutely wonderful um Depending on the group, obviously, and the admins mm-hmm. and and that kind of thing, um, I get a lot of participation out of groups. I spend a lot of time in groups. Yeah, uh, you could run pages and and things like that as well. But I seem to get more these days out of groups as far as engagement wise. Mm-hmm. So well, the one thing, was, yeah, I, w- I would want them to bring back the tab functionality where you can run uh, your own uh, secured apps inside of your own groups. Um, there's mm-hmm. a lot of things. That- a lot of things I would like to do inside of my group that I used to be able to do uh, that I can't do right now. I, I'm not going. I can tell you that right now. Uh, so what's this Twitter light thing? What is this? So uh, the other day I was just posting, you know, just interesting news, and Twitter came out with a version called Twitter light. Um, and I thought, well, you know what? Twitter is basically light in yeah. itself. I mean, really, it, really? it Twitter in itself is – I mean, think about it. It's, Twitter is all about 140 characters. Okay, they're going to do more, but 140 characters and, and this and that, and it's all about light. Why come out with Twitter light? Well, apparently uh, their reason is because they say that 45% of the mobile connections are still on slower 2G networks. What? what? And I have to believe. I have to believe that's got to be a worldwide thing. That can't be a United States thing. 
that's got to be a worldwide thing. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't even know if I have 2G capability. <laughs> I don't know if I have a device that will even do that. Uh, of course, I live in, people that don't know, the East Coast is highly populated. If you've ever looked at a satellite photo, it, pretty much everything from Mississippi East is lit up at night. It's just there's mm-hmm. too much stuff everywhere. So, obviously, I probably can see, if I could get up high enough, I could probably see 10 cell towers uh, from directly above my house. Um, mm-hmm. So, I get that. There may be spots, you know, the Midwest is pretty dark at night uh, when you look at it on a satellite photo. Uh, well, yeah, possible, but uh, still kind of surprising. So, it's got to be worldwide. It must be. Yeah. You know what? I'm trying it out. Um, they've removed a whole bunch of the fluff around the outsides and things like that. Makes for a nice, nice on a desktop, a nice, simple, clean uh, page. And mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I, I guess it's okay. But, you know, for somebody who's worried about data usage or what have you, it's supposed to be 70% less. Hmm. That's That's very interesting. Uh, that could be another reason to use it because if you have a prepaid phone that only has 10 megabytes of data a month or whatever, you might uh, jump into that. So uh, I guess, uh, what was the guy's name from MySpace? Adam. Uh, you know, maybe if Adam had done a MySpace light, <laughs> that platform would still be around <laughs> as well. Oh, yeah, I know. Uh-huh. Stop it. I get it. Just- yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, stop it. So, uh, yeah, that pretty much concludes another show because we just didn't have – it's it's uh, that time of year when there's a lot going on. There's just not a tremendous amount of uh, of info available. So I think it's time to say bye, Mike. Yeah. <sighs> Goodbye, Mike. Goodbye, Mike. Thanks for listening to yet another edition of Social Media Edge Radio with your host, Ken Cook, and co-host, Mike Mueller. Stay on top of what's happening by visiting socialmediaedge.com.